Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and co-editor of PW Comics World. I'm also editor of The Fanatic, PW's new uh, twice a month <laughs> comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, we are at the American Library Association annual meeting. This is, uh, well, in some ways, I guess this is the Comic-Con of librarians. Uh, it's, it's really librarians from all over the country um, who come together to organize for the year, but what they also do is they organize around books, publishing, and more than ever before, they're organizing about li- <clears throat> about graphic novels and comics in libraries. Uh, very recently, they just launched their Graphic Novels and Comics Roundtable. This is a very important organizational step within the ALA. It really allows librarians to organize around comics and graphic novels in libraries all over the North America. So we're really seeing how the category is growing uh, across the country in, in a new multi-genre North American comics market. But... Uh, I'm not just here to talk about the ALA. I'm here to talk about some really wonderful artists. Um, uh, uh, the French Comics Association has assisted us here in bringing comics artists here. And so we're going to talk a little bit about a bunch of books coming out from Alliance Forge's Magnetic Press imprint. And Mike Kennedy is here, the, the publisher of Magnetic Press. Say something to our listeners, Mike. Hi, I'm really here. <laughs> yes, okay. It's not just Calvin talking too much. All right. So I'm going to go around and introduce the authors that I have here tonight. I, to my left... Christoph Ferreira is the artist for uh, Milo's World. Uh, I interviewed uh, Richard. I've forgotten Richard's name. I apologize. Richard yes, we. <laughs> what he said, Richard. I actually, if you go back a couple of episodes, I interviewed Richard at the uh, Toronto Comics Art Festival. So we're going to have we'll, we'll have Christoph here to talk a little bit about the art yes. side of it. Um, and we've also got uh, Wilfred Lupano, whose new book Curtain Call is also coming out from Magnetic Press. Uh, thanks for being on More to Come. My pleasure. And we've also got uh, Kareem Friha, who's the artist for Rise of the Zelfires. Yes, yeah. did I get that right? A very unusual book. We have to talk more about that. <laughs> so, look, thank you all for being on More to Come. Let's jump around. I'm going to start off with Christoph, yep. since I've already interviewed one half of the creative team. I'll start yep. with you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about... Uh, well, first, tell us a little bit about yourself as a comics artist and how I you got started. Myself as a comic book artist. Yes. Okay, I started comic book like uh, six years ago. Uh-huh. Middle's World is my first comic book. Mm-hmm. I'm a former animator. Oh, okay. I do animation, mm-hmm. and I live in Japan for 15 years now. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I went there to study animation, and uh-huh. I ended doing comic book for friends. Uh, okay. <laughs> So it just took over. So tell us a little bit about Milo's world again. We have we have some discussion of it, but I want to hear from the yeah, artists. Yeah, I think yeah. Richard just explained it very well, but mm. it's kind of, for me, the starting point was never-ending story. Mm-hmm. Like, I like story when uh, someone go to another world and have adventure. Mm-hmm. That was the starting point. So Milo is basically that. Uh, young children going in another world and having adventure, exploring stuff, meeting new people, and uh, dealing with powers that he don't understand himself. Yeah. And this is your first yeah, work? Yeah, it's my first series, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, we're going to jump over to Wilfred. So tell us a little bit about your own background uh, as a comics writer. Um, I started 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was a bar owner at the time. And, uh, <laughs> that figures prominently in current call, but go on. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yes. And uh, I started, uh, so to speak, by accident uh-huh. uh, and uh, happened to like it. So mm-hmm. I've done something like 60 
comic books mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. as a scriptwriter. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about Curtain Call, which is like a, a very interesting, I mean, it's sort of a caper. Or it starts out that way, but it goes into other issues, it seems to me, about French culture. Yes, it's, um, it's a story about a, a rather depressed guy who's fed up with what's going on in France. Mm -hmm. He wants to, he, he wants to leave the country, but before he leaves the country, he wants to break a safe car from yes. the bank, <laughs> taking everything which is inside, mm -hmm. and uh, say bye-bye to, to France, uh, to go to Africa, to go to Senegal, to mm -hmm. join the, the, the girl he likes, mm -hmm. he loves, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, the book is, um, is also to talk about the, the systemic historical uh, issues in France about racism, mm -hmm. homophobia, yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of subjects like that. Immigration. So immigration, mm -hmm. but it's also... Uh, uh, even if it's not uh, uh, visible in the in the pitch that I'm doing, it's 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 quite uh, humorous. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, I call it a caper, a caper crime. No, I mean it's a zany yeah. <laughs> caper crime. But it, but it, it, you know, it switches I, I back have, and forth. I have, a, I have a specific term for it. It's the trashy comic. Okay. <laughs> All right. But and we're going to come back to you because I wanted you to talk about some of the other things that okay. you're working on. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, Corinne, yeah. tell us about The Rise of Zelfire, which is also a very unusual book because it seems to change genre every other page. I mean, in one minute it's a paranormal book. It's it's comic. It's creepy. It's <laughs> I, I wanted to, to mix everything I love mm -hmm. uh, from the 19th century literature mm -hmm. to modern superheroes. Mm -hmm. So basically you can describe it like uh, X-Men written by Charles Dickens. You yeah. know, Hollywood <laughs> twist with superpowers. Yes. And I wanted something to be re uh, can be read by uh, kids, teenagers and adults. Mm -hmm. you know, it's an old family story. And uh, basically it's uh, children mm -hmm. uh, developing power after trauma and mm -hmm. yes of course mm -hmm. I'm mixing a lot of genre yeah yeah I guess it is a, a strange sort of X-Men for another time in, yes. in some ways yes but the point of my book and uh, the what what matters for me it's not the powers but how they yeah. got them you mm -hmm. know what happened in the childhood mm -hmm. to get that powers yeah. Yeah. can you describe the plot a little bit because I, that the is plot. yeah the plot and uh, the characters I mean a little characters. For example, my, the main character is a young teenage, a uh, young student, mm -hmm. Sylvan, who can change himself into a tree man. Okay, yes. Yes. why? Because he used to be beaten by his mm -hmm. father when he was a kid, and he mm -hmm. used to hide in the top of a tree to protect himself. So finally, the body developed that power yeah. to the skin became bark to protect himself. So when the story starts, uh, he's twenty, and he tried to hide his condition mm -hmm. and to be a normal student. Mm -hmm. And but the thing is, uh, um, an evil family is looking for, yes. and they're really evil. <laughs> and really evil, and well, they are attracted. Yes. And well, the Zelfire, because it's a mm -hmm. strange name, the rise of the Zelfire. It's mm -hmm. because the legend says that a spirit is asleep inside of each of us, and mm -hmm. maybe a trauma in the childhood can awake it, and then give. Power, uh, awake to the fire. Yeah. Yeah. This is the right okay. to the fire. And the little girl Sorry with the hands. Sorry for my English. I do yeah. my best. No, you're doing just fine. You don't yeah. want to hear me try to speak yeah. French. So anyway, um, but but I am curious about the little girl with the hair also. I mean, yeah. she, who develops into her own power as well. Yeah, this goes on throughout the book. 
Yeah. About, about the uh, little girl on the mm. orphanage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I want, uh, again, I am, I was a lot inspired by uh, Charles Dickens mm. or in Jules Verne and how the, um, what can happen in the childhood. So it can be, uh, well, she was, uh, how do you say that? Uh, she was orphan in an orphanage mm. and the other girls used to... They were pulling her hair. Pulling her hair yeah. because they were yeah. jealous yeah. of the... Bullets, and, bullets. Yeah. Yeah. and one day mm-hmm. their hair... Uh, defend yes. themselves, you know. Yeah. So she was. So no, the, the powers all come out of these really these traumatic situations. That's it. Yeah. That's the mm. link between yeah. what we live. What when the when the mind or the spirit is hurt, mm. then the body reacts yeah, to this. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but it, it, it is a it it, it is it, 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 the the book offers a lot of reactions to it. It is the strange a strange kind of superhero tale, yeah. but so much more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, because mm-hmm. of what I want to talk about, you know, yeah. it's what's my point. It's it, when you look at it at the first time, it's a it's an adventure, you know, with good people, bad mm-hmm. people, evil people, and uh, there is a, a strange uh, the the Grecian uh, a boat, oh, a yes. flying boat. There's also some There's delightful, a, I guess, steampunk technology. Yeah. 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 But at the end, I want to talk about what yeah. it's inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, tell us, how did you come to acquire these books? I I would just always say that greatness has its own gravity. And I think, you know, <laughs> these works are so good that it was only a matter of time before, you know, you, you see them. I've been going to uh, France and Angoulême for a number of years, and I've had my eye on these particular books for quite a while, you know, in this business. Sometimes it takes a little time to bring things over, but, um, you know, they just deserve to be mm-hmm. known and loved worldwide. So I'm hoping we can service the books and get them out so that as many people as possible can also love them. I'm curious about the mechanics of the translations. Do you do the original translations? Do you work with the French publishers? Oh, well, we always work with the with the publishers, and mm-hmm. I try to work directly with the authors. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, that's where you get the best results. Because, sure. you know, there will always be... There will always be some subtle intentions that maybe isn't obvious in the words themselves. Um, yeah. Curtain call for, uh, for, yeah. for instance, curtain call had already been translated by the artist. The artist. Uh, right? Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. the artist is uh, Rodolphe Genoden. Mm-hmm. He, he used to work for DreamWorks for twenty oh, really? years. Oh. He's uh-huh. the uh, um, animate animated director on the Kung Fu Panda license. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. he's uh, well. The drawing, of course, great, is really wonderful. Great yes. Artist. <laughs> yes. And he, he's yeah. been living in Los Angeles for 20 years, so mm. so he, he already had done uh, an American uh, way mm-hmm. translation. I see. So well, that that's was great. the basis. Yeah. So the basis. Oh, okay. work on mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the artwork in all of the books really uh, is stunning. I mean, that's kind of a, a reputation in some way uh, for European books. Uh, but you've all got unique, wonderful storytelling as well. But I want to jump to uh, Wilfred to tell me a little bit about the other books that you have, and including the Eisner nominations. Uh, uh, the Eisner nomi- nomination is uh, for a book uh, called Sea of Love, mm-hmm. and it's a um, it's a mute book. So yes, it's wordless, no word, mm-hmm. wordless book. It's two hundred and thirty mm-hmm. pages, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's quite surprising because it was it's, it's a story uh, taking place in Brittany, uh, which is a region mm-hmm. of France. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small fisherman goes to the sea, gets stuck. Uh, his boat gets mm-hmm. stuck by a huge factory boat, um, mm-hmm. industrial fishing uh, boat, and he's actually uh, hooked like like a small fish. Like a fish. <laughs> and uh, it, it disappears in the ocean. And his wife 
uh, at the village, uh, cannot see him coming back mm -hmm. in the evening, and uh, everybody tells her he's dead, and she decides he's not dead, and he wants she she wants to 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 find him. So she goes in the ocean for the first time of, his ah, of, of her life yeah. because she, ha she has never yeah. been. She has been once and she got sick, <laughs> uh, so she never did it again. So she will uh, get out of her comfort zone, and him he's trying to go back, and they they have sort of a ballet in the ocean. So she goes to find him. Yes, yes. literally, she's yes. crossing. Yeah, in the night. yeah she's crossing in the night. and. Yeah. and um, and that's it. And yeah. the other book is a children book mm. called The Wolf in Underpants. Yes, yes. And I've seen some pages from it too. So, yes. so <laughs> and the wolf does indeed have underpants. Absolutely. Yes. Very, very, very fashion. Yes, actually, very stylish. With, with, with <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and we should be clear: Curtain Call is not for kids. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, it is an adult book. And 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 Wolf in Underpants is, uh, though it l really looks like a only children books yeah. is actually for every audience yeah. because there's a there's an idea uh, inside under it under the pants mm -hmm. uh, the book is about a whole forest uh, working together on the mm -hmm. idea of having fear of some someone mm -hmm. a wolf yeah. that nobody has actually seen yeah interesting and everybody the the whole the whole business of the forest is about is about the fear mm -hmm. is the fear business of the wolf, and when suddenly the wolf appears, he has is ridiculous yes. because yes. he has his own <laughs> yes and suddenly nobody is afraid anymore, <laughs> and in a way it's a good it's a good news. Mm -hmm. In another way, the whole forest is structured uh, around this fear, so it changes too many things. Mm -hmm. Right on the spot. So what do we do when we happen to meet the enemy that we thought we had? Yeah. Uh -huh. I think this book has many connotations that uh, yes. will be very useful in the uh, the world we live in today. That, that's, so. and that's, this is, the, that's the plan. Yes, I think, that's, uh, yeah, I think that you've got a plan there. Uh, and this is coming out from uh, Learner Graphic Universe? Yes. That particular book. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, awesome. Uh, well, look. Uh, it's really great to talk to you, all of you. Uh, congratulations on the book in their all in their each individual way. They really have great storytelling and great art to deliver to uh, this new North American market of uh, of American comics readers. So thanks to you, all of you, and to Mike uh, for being Thank on you. More to Come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hello, Heidi McDonald. More to Come. PW Comics World's weekly podcast comics and graphic novel news. Uh, I am here at the American Library Association annual show in Washington, D.C. Sunday, puffy Sunday, tired mm. Sunday, draggy Sunday, but uh, one more day to go here. I am with Tipex, the fabulous Dutch cartoonist, <laughs> and his book, Andy, which is out from Self-Made Hero in English, correct? Yeah. They are the yeah. English language publisher. And the distributor is... Um, um, Abrams. Abrams. Yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, but it was uh, published, when was it published in France? Is that the... Yeah, France is the main publisher. And um, the, because it's, it's such a, an expensive book to make, as you can understand, it's like 562 pages, mm -hmm. all full color, and there's the silver edging on the pages. So that's some kind of project, and I wanted to keep it, you know, affordable mm -hmm. for everybody. 
So, um, so you have to have a big co-production. That's the, the oh, thing. Oh, so it had to be printed in China. It right. had to be shipped over, and all the all the countries were because it's in 15 countries, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And all this was done in one time. So that's the only way you can make it affordable. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, that explains a lot. So you've been very busy. Uh, we met in Toronto at TCAF for the first time. You did a lovely sketch in my book, uh, yes. by of the dog. That's, uh, so, but, uh, now we get a chance to uh, interview, but you say you were just in France. You were. Yeah, in between. Right. Like, when right. we last met. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's been a, a crazy, no, not a year. It's been since November when uh, it first came out. Uh, it has been, I've been to so many festivals. It's like two, three, sometimes four festivals every month. Wow. So, yeah, it's is incredible. It, is it um, an interest in Warhol as well? I mean, do you think that's why? Well, I don't think I would have gone this yeah. far without the help of Andy. Right, of course, of course. Of course. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he really does transcend a lot. Oh, of, in that sense, you yes. mean. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's so... Um, it's it's so relevant still everything he's done and 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 we're actually living more in the time of Andy than people did in the time of Andy. I think. Right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the whole selfies culture and the whole instant fame and everything you think of it's it's mm -hmm. directly related to his art. Yeah. yeah. Well, you cover a lot of that in the book. I mean, the book is 500 pages long, so yeah. um, there was no dearth of material. Now, what kind of research did you do for it? I did, um, of course, a lot of reading, and I watched, uh, well, not all of his films, but I watched most of his films. I must confess, a film like Sleep, which is six and a half hours of a man sleeping, <laughs> I did use that little button on the, on the DVD. To right. me. But still, I think it's, it's probably the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't recommend it. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, of course. Paradox, yes. Yeah. Um. But, um, yeah, after that, I also, I've had the feeling I needed to go to Pittsburgh because mm -hmm. that's where he grew up. And I know New York pretty well, but still, I had to go there also mm -hmm. to meet the Andy Wall Foundation. So I did two little trips mm -hmm. each two weeks to mm -hmm. one of those cities. Right, right. Well, there is an awful lot. I mean, because he was kind of the first... Um, you know, avatar of this kind of culture of like self-expression, narcissism. Yeah. Um, there was a lot and of material. You had yeah, no dearth, yeah. right? Oh my God, yes. That, <laughs> that was essentially the problem. Uh, uh, not a lack of, of material, but mm -hmm. just an abundance which never stops. I mean, mm -hmm. every visit to the toilet has been at least mm. photographed 10 right. times, recorded, <laughs> and written about, and yeah. What was the most surprising thing you learned about him? Um, I think maybe the relation with his mother, which mm -hmm. I think is very, very significant for yeah. his personal life and also in a way for his art. And, um, yeah, I, I, of course we all know he had this, well, I don't know if we all know actually, but he, he was living with his mother, um, I think, well, for all of his life until yeah. Well, about 10 weeks before she died, mm -hmm. but no, not 10 weeks. But yeah. She moved out when she was, you know, mm -hmm. getting right. dementia. Right, that's right, yeah. 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 yeah, and that's, but that also, with her moving out, made such an incredible scar on him. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, a, a, a mama's boy, mm -hmm. putting it mildly. Right, right, yeah. yeah, well, he was so, I mean, of course, he had, uh, I went to 
uh, we were on a panel together earlier and I alluded to the fact that I had been to like in Los Angeles, there's kind of a little, it's like a permanent gallery set up and they do have a lot of biographical material. Like yeah, you can watch yeah. the documentary, you know, of course he had his hair loss. I mean, he had all these like humiliating things happen to him. Yeah. I have my own thoughts of that because actually his misery wasn't as big as he made it. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't that ugly. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you see younger photos of what what what's the whole thing? Okay, he had a big nose. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a problem for most men. Yeah. And he had this big Slavic Slavic uh, cheekbones, uh-huh. you know, high cheekbones, big meaty lips. Well, he actually looks very good on the old mm-hmm. photos. Yeah. But he, of course, he didn't think so. I mean, he made uh, he made a lot of his problems, I think. But- and his way of solving them as was like making a caricature out of himself. Right. But don't you... Exaggerating everything. Don't you think a lot of people who are narcissistic are covering it up because of their insecurity? Well, of might course. have a point there. I mean, it's like that, you know, it's kind of like a cliche in yeah. some ways. Yeah. That, um, so, you know, um, we were talking also about how you did a lot of, like, illustrations for rock stars and stuff. And, yeah. You know, I think Andy Warhol absolutely encompasses the modern idea of the superstar. Um, yeah. But what do you think? I mean, what is star power to you? Uh, you mean considering who? Well, I mean, like, you know, just <laughs> like drawing rock stars. I mean, what makes star power? What makes star power? Uh, well, it's a mutual belief. I think you have to believe yourself. You're a star. There's where it starts, I mm-hmm. think. I don't, I don't think we have any stars who don't believe it themselves. And, um, well, I don't know. Andy sort of... Maybe Andy was the exception to the case because he um, he was so uh, he was so starstruck actually. Mm-hmm. So he he kept hanging around all the stars, and of course it was a sort of mutual thing growing there. But he also made stars out of completely unknown sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, That's you right. Know, yeah, uh, yeah. He made stars out of well, supposedly nobodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. People who were heavy on drugs and, and, and he saw stardom in, in the most peculiar places. So I think, as I said earlier, that's what mm-hmm. is going on today. Like right. everybody is his own star. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had an exhibition in, uh, in Aix-en-Provence in, in France and there was this girl who stayed there for like two hours. Mm-hmm. And she was only taking selfies, you know, little, <laughs> and, and posing a really strikingly beautiful girl. Uh-huh. And she made, she was only making films of herself. Right. And later I got a chance to speak because she also wanted a selfie with me, of course. And I got the chance to speak to her and she never even heard of any world. I mean, really? and she didn't really care. She, it was all about her. Right. She needed a, right, a, a sort of hippish modern background wow so talk about stardom wow (laughs) that's crazy um there was in new york there was um a big show on david bowie that went a couple of other places i don't know if it might have gone to england i think i think it started in england i think so yes then i went to like seattle anyway it was in new york at the brooklyn museum and of course a lot of people are also obsessed with david bowie and I'm one of them. Yes. Well, exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, he, whatever. I mean, he had it in, you know, he, he, he had the stardom also. And of course he was fascinated with Warhol. Yeah. 
And then they pointed out in there that, you know, like, I guess Bowie played Warhol, right? And then they only met one time, and it was this really awkward... Oh, it's, that's such a brilliant anecdote, yeah. If you saw the exhibition, you must have seen the film also. Right, that right, was right. Made, yeah. yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it's just no. like these two people who are so up their own butt, I guess, at that point. Yeah, it was the wrong time, you know. David wasn't uh, famous at all then. Mm -hmm. He was just this British sort of mm -hmm. weird guy. And not that attractive for Andy. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. physically, because yeah. he still had to do his teeth. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. he had his teeth done after that. And and also, and I think that's the fact. Like he didn't believe enough in himself to be a star. He was very shy at mm -hmm. that moment, and so was Andy. So they didn't connect at all. And then David came there, especially to to have his to play him his mm -hmm. the song he made about Andy, of course. <laughs> But at the last moment, he had this most one of the most stupid ideas of his whole career. Let's do a mime first. Oh. Let's do a mime in 1960, um, what was it? 68, yeah, 69, yeah, 71 like probably, yeah, even yeah, later. Yeah. Let's do a mime? I mean, he's in the factory and he's gonna do, and not only that, he did, you know, the famous man in a box and that mm, sort of thing. And right, right. Like really corny and yeah. Yeah. And they had, you know, these people are busy. It is so, but it is a crazy to think of these two people who were like, you know, had the potential. I mean, obviously they were, you know, I mean, like you say, Bowie wasn't they, quite David Bowie then. No. But, um, you know, he didn't know who Andy Warhol was. And, you know, we often... He was a little fanboy, yeah. essentially. Yeah, he was. At, at that, that time, at that point, he was yeah. such a fan of Lou Reed. Yeah. And the Velvets and all that mm -hmm. thing. And, and also this sort of small town boy who came in New York for the first time, you know, even if he had a band that was getting popular, but not right. popular. You know, they really, at the end of the David Bowie exhibit, like you go, and granted it was put together by his family, and so it wasn't, you know, uh, it was a little like hagiographic, but they did, you know, like St. Saint, Saint David, but I, you know, they talked about his drug use and everything, and Uh, and all of, like, my friend is, you know, she has David Bowie tattoos and everything. And, yeah. like, afterwards, she was just like, you know, it's just like, you wish he never died. You know, like, you just want, he seemed like he became such a good person yeah. after all the stardom. And you were, you know, his wife, his kids and everything. And you're like, oh, why did he have to ever leave us, you know? Yeah, but the thing I know is was I saw the, I, I ordered a ticket because mm -hmm. it was in, 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 uh, I didn't see it before because I had a chance to see it in London mm -hmm. where it started, I think, and later on in Berlin. Because mm -hmm. I, I love his music. I love sure. his, uh, as the French say, oeuvre. Mm -hmm. his, his, uh, oeuvre, oeuvre, as we say in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Monsieur, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I sort of, but what you just said about the hagiographic, mm -hmm. I'm not really into that course because mm -hmm. I just like the way uh, the things he made and mm -hmm. of course I imagine him to be a nice person or what but that's not the point mm -hmm. I like his whole artwork and I think most people most fans they connect him to a certain point in their youth yes like oh that's my first dance when mm -hmm. Let's Dance was playing or whatever or right. City Stardust that's the thing for me yeah. but that's not the point it's just a face for me there's nobody mm -hmm. who says Oh yeah, Picasso. Yeah, that that one painting, you know, right, the, the guy right. with the guitar. Oh, right. so that's that's my life. Yeah, no, you like yeah. this? You like Picasso's work? Yeah. With pop music, that's a bit different. Well, it's more experiential. You know? Yeah, it's, it's so connected time. to somebody's, yeah. which is great, of course. I mean, that's that's your moments, mm -hmm. but 
I think everybody was crying for themselves who was oh, crying there. Yes, that's true yeah. too. That is yeah. true. Um, but I mean, yeah, but, uh, he. Having said that, I played nonstop David Bowie for a half year. Yes. Like, yes. and I played 12 hours of music a day, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the kickoff to the yeah. Annus Horribilis of 2016 that yeah. saw us lose all, you know, just rip our heart out day yeah. after day. And it, uh, actually, it's my fault because I was thinking of asking Lou Reed <laughs> to do, uh, you know, a, a foreword mm -hmm. for the book. And then he died, and I said, oh, well, then I'm going to switch to David Bowie. <laughs> and then yeah. I thought, oh, then I'll pick I'll, I'll Billy Name, you know, Billy Name. <laughs> yes. And then he also died, and I said, that's oh, not going to be a no, forward. I'm like, not going to oh, kill you know, all my I'm idols. Just, I'm just going to go see <laughs> Carrie Fisher next time she's yeah. at the con, you know. Like, yeah. maybe she'll be at one of these shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's well. Now we're left on our own to be yeah. our own superstars, yeah. I guess. Um, you have a very long career, though. I mean, the Andy book really seems to kind of cap it. But I mean, you did work in comics. I mean, you've been in anthologies, and you've drawn other people's stories, and done your yeah. own kind of humorous comics as well, right? Yeah, I, I, essentially, the most of it is done in in, in Holland, of course, mm -hmm. and and uh, I don't have that many books. I've done a lot of comics, but. Um, for me, it's like if there's nobody who's gonna buy it or mm -hmm. not too, too not enough people, mm -hmm. then I won't do it. Mm -hmm. So right. then it will be a waste of time for me, for the publisher, for everyone. Right. So uh, I've been living off comics and mainly illustrations. I've been doing for ages, but mm -hmm. this is essentially my well, my second big international book. But mm -hmm. what was your first book? That was. I did a book about Rembrandt. I don't <laughs> think I'm, oh, right. I'm all into the art <laughs> biographies, but <laughs> I'm not. But <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Well, another famous Dutch. Uh, yeah, that know, was a figure. commission. That's right. the reason. That was a commission by a museum. Mm -hmm. And uh, although I loved it, but I after I finished it, I thought now I'm going to do like the same thing, but the way you know. Mm -hmm. Now it starts with me, right. with my my own. Right. Yeah. So conditions. what's what's yeah. next for you? Um, well, no, my biographies. I just suggested. <laughs> and, um, I, actually, I have the sketches here. We could show them to the people. Mm, no, yeah, we, there you no, go. We yeah, can. sorry. We're just, yes, we're not no, up to video capabilities yet. No, so. no, I have my sketches. No, it's going to be, um, the similarity between the, the Andy book is that, well, Andy's going to have a little cameo in it, but, mm. um, it's also, uh, um, a sort of almanac of, of, of various fake magazines just like this book like oh. part and it's going to be going to feature a lot of stories um in different styles but eventually they all come together mm. so it's done like it's a little magazine with like we had in europe like the, you, you get a segment of a story and then it ends with uh to be continued mm -hmm. you know the mm -hmm. kind and then you have a funny comic and a, and a, and a realistic right. so it's it's done like this and in different times but I don't know if you you probably heard of the book Cloud Atlas. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. It also has a crappy movie uh, which I never right, saw. Right. 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 Yeah. Nobody did. Is, yeah, and, and that sort of gave me the idea. There's also stories cut up, but they do have a connection. I, and that reminded me of this old youth magazine thing we had in Europe. So, but I'm mixing it with American magazines because right. I. So you just like working in different styles, don't you? Yeah. Are you easily yeah, bored, obvious, do you yeah. think? I don't know what it is. I, it's so hard for me to choose. I'm mm -hmm. not good at choosing. Mm -hmm. I want to do it all. Is that ever a, a problem, though? I know in the, here in the United States, uh, for illustrators, um, like if 
people could draw in a lot of different styles. Sometimes they're told that, you know, that's a mistake because then yeah. the art director doesn't know what they're going to get. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I totally Which agree with that. Which tip is it today? Yeah, no, I had, I, especially when I worked for, I work a lot for magazines and newspapers. And some, I, I know, I remember one time I, I gave him a photo mm. of, uh, it was, uh, I was to do a portrait of a famous writer and I, Dutch writer. And I made a collage of, of fruits and vegetables. It was very fitting to the story. But then I got a phone call. What, what is this? What the hell is this? I mean, and then I had to explain and then I could convince them. Right, luckily. right, but, right. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I like the, the subject, uh, to, uh, to, to make, uh, to, to, um, to define the style. Mm-hmm. As I told you this morning, um, uh, I work for music magazines a lot. Mm-hmm. If I do a, a portrait of Lady Gaga and the next week of Nick Cave, it seems absurd to me to do it in the same style. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, uh, what do you think, uh, when you went to TCAF, what did you think of all the indie comics, you know, all the scene there, you know? Oh, I love the TCAF. Yeah. It was so, uh, it was really an eye-opener because, and especially the audience was so colorful. I right. don't know, are you used to that? Yeah, well, uh, we do consider TCAF kind of like the best show. Lake Canada is kind of like United States without a lot of the hang-ups that we have here. So, um, yeah, and I mean, I just think the best publishers go there. So, for me, it is like my yeah. favorite show of the year. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people from New York, from, yeah. uh, from the States, yeah. Yeah, and uh, just the creativity. I mean, it's worldwide, though. I mean, even, you know, we're, we're here uh, for the uh, you know, French Comics Association, Europe Comics. They brought over some cartoonists that we're not necessarily known here, but they're no. incredible. Their work is amazing, and it's just worldwide. Oh, though. it's just like here, because I know um, I'm virtually unknown, of course, in the mm-hmm. States, but, you know, the people don't care. They stand in line, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm, I'm totally flabbergasted by that <laughs> I know, it was like that in Canada too yeah. and even people never heard of you they pick up the book say, oh yeah that's a good book I buy it well there's no one who's not going to pick up Andy and think it's an amazing <laughs> amazing book and uh, I'll tell you uh, I did get a copy here and um, one of my neighbors, actually, who's a good friend, uh, was an intern at the factory. And when she, and first, she, was? Went, when okay. she first came to New York, so she, you know. In what era? Uh, I guess that would be. Probably the 80s or so? Yeah, or? probably the 80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the 80s. And so um, I'm going to give it to her as a gift, actually. Ooh. So she's done a lot of uh, favors for me. And I thought that to have that book would actually be something. She's well, also an art director, so okay. I think she'll like it. Okay, <laughs> don't broadcast this before she gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she won't be listening to the podcast. Ah, me. damn. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, she doesn't listen to my podcast. That's why I feel good. But it is, it is the kind of book that will make a great gift for anybody out there, in case you haven't seen it. Um, well, Tipex, thank you so much for taking the time. This took thank a while. You. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we finally did it, and I think it's really great. So thanks again, and good luck thank with you, all I... of this stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, and remember, there'll be more to come. 